Welcome to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with head coach uh, Matt Desimo. The CHS Coaches Show can be heard every Monday night from 6 p.m. until about 6.45 to the end of the football season. Then every other week beginning in January to the end of the school year, we have approximately three shows remaining. The CHS Coaches Show uh, is brought to you in part by Gulf America Wire Rope, Ameris Power Sports, Sester Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, uh, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, r r Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, Seahorse Manufacturing, Integ- Integrity Rentals. And we're here at the studios of Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 here at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria. You can listen to the CHS Coaches Show while streaming on the Internet at www.kane1240.com or sign up a simple radio app and negotiate through the app and listen to Kane uh, Radio. And you can now listen to Kane Radio on the FM band, as I mentioned, at 107.5. Also, if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240, and it will. Meanwhile, Coach, uh, currently a lot going on at CHS with baseball, softball teams, playoff games. Right here, Kane uh, Radio will be broadcasting some of those games uh, scheduled so far. I know CHS is scheduled to play Parkview Baptist uh, in a two out of three series beginning uh, Thursday at 6 p.m. at Parkview Baptist. Then uh, again, April 28th, and if necessary, Saturday, uh, third game. And the ladies' softball ended last week, a uh, tough loss to Calvary Baptist. Track and field programs are going. Uh, Coach Brew had. Uh, had a, uh, a district meet last week. Uh, I think uh, the men finished third. I'm not sure where the ladies uh, finished up, but uh, individuals and others who qualified for the regionals. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into first uh, with the baseball playoffs as uh, Catholic High uh, will uh, journey to uh, Parkview Baptist here in uh, a few days, and uh, we'll see how that's all going to play out in the, in the meantime. So, uh let me go ahead and get you started, Coach. Uh, what about baseball? Yeah, like you said, we're playing Parkview this week, um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday if the game three is needed. Um, you know, our guys are ready to go. We ended up getting a bye because uh, the way the playoffs worked, there was, I think, the top, I think there were only 20 teams that made it to the playoffs um, in baseball because of the divisions and all that to try to keep the, the competition as good as possible. Um, so we ended up with a, a number 12 power rating, seated number 12, and we're playing Parkview um, in the first round. Who Parkview, I believe, is seated fifth. Let me make sure. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Parkview is the fifth seed. Um, so that's where we're traveling over there. They had a bye as well. Um, and it, it should be a good game. You know, Parkview's traditionally a, a strong program. Um, you know, back in the day. I want to uh, say back in the day, 10 or 12 years ago, maybe you were at Catholic High then. I think they lost – uh, to a state championship game to Parkview Baptist, if my memory serves me correctly. If not a state championship game, a semifinal game maybe against Parkview Baptist. This would have been in, oh, I think uh, Pellerin was still playing at Catholic High. Maybe it was 12 or 13, but it was somewhere in that vicinity they played uh, Parkview Baptist in a playoff game. Well, we used to play Parkview quite often in the playoffs. Um, whenever I was actually in high school, the way that was before PowerPoint, so like I said, back right. in the day before PowerPoints, um, it was kind of broken up. Certain district played other districts in certain rounds. Well, the way we were set up, the the, the winner out of our district, Catholic High, would always play the winner out of the, the Parkview Redemptorist district. And um, there were quite a few times that uh, in the second round of the playoffs, we ended up playing against those guys. And there was a couple of years that where 
they had some absolute studs over there. Um, you know, my brother's senior year in 2004, we lost to Parkview in the second round um, in like a 1-0 game. Um, that was whenever guys like Jonathan Smith, who threw, who pitched at uh, UL for a couple years, yes. um, who actually owns Revive, um, was on the team. And there were quite a few, you know, college-level college players on the Catholic High team that we just ran to a bus all over there, and, and it was a tough game. Um, so we used to, you know, Catholic High used to play Parkview quite often. Um, I can't remember whenever I was in high school. I know my senior year we played in like the semis or the finals, but I can't remember who we lost to. It may have been Parkview that I, year. I, I want to say the name Kinder comes into play. Maybe possibly so. the Yellow Jackets uh, in that regard. Uh, it uh, with a history of Catholic High baseball, of course. My my claim to fame uh, uh, in 2001, I called the game on Kane Radio uh, years ago uh, when they beat uh, Riverside. I think it was either 7-6 or 6-5, something like that. Uh, in a great game uh, with some of those seniors on that team, uh, some good ball players, too, and some big kids, too. Uh, the Babineau kid that played second base was about 6-3 or 4, and uh, along with uh, uh, a few other kids. Of course, uh, the juice of that team was uh, the Landry uh, boy who played on that team who ended up playing at UL and played quite well, too. Another one, I think, at third base was uh, Dr. Dotrieve, one of his sons, uh, mm-hmm. was on that team. I think uh, Edward, uh, I think, was his name. Uh, and there was some other good players. Shane Buto is another name that comes to mind. And uh, uh, I think uh, Hugh Andre's uh, younger brother, I think Chris or, or Michael. Chris, were the Chris and Mike were both on the team. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and Coach Jordan. Matter of fact, the one thing I did before that game uh, – and uh, I went up to uh, Coach Jordan, David, and I said, David, uh, you got a game ball that you can lend me or whatever. He said, sure. I said, what do you want to do? I said, could you have everybody on the team sign it? That was before the game. A little, uh, and he got everybody to sign it. After the game, he handed me the ball, and I said, you know, uh, he said, no, you keep it. And I ended up giving it away to Brian Newstrom, who was okay. on that team that year. And I hope he still has it. But that was the only, to my knowledge, the only signed uh, ball during the uh, after the game. I uh, got him to do it before the game. All the players signed it. And yep. uh, uh, a keepsake uh, for that. And as I mentioned, uh, and called the Catholic High State Championship game uh, when they beat Notre Dame in the Dome, uh, I guess now six years ago, 2017, 16, somewhere in there the fall of. And uh, so it's it's been quite a journey, you know, seeing uh, Catholic High. I started calling some games part-time, and uh, now uh, I'm doing a lot of Catholic High games, and I enjoy it, and it uh, gives me something to do in my retirement, So uh, along with the coaches' show here today. Yeah, and those were definitely some exciting times. I think that year in 2001 when they won baseball, I'm pretty sure I was a seventh grader. Um, I remember going to all those games, watching those guys, talking about the Babineau kid. I remember him hitting bombs left and right throughout Big the year. Big kid, too. Um, Big but, kid. But, yeah, that was, that was exciting. That was a great year, you know, happy for Coach Jordan mm-hmm. at that time. You know, uh, you, don't win, you don't play in a lot of state championships. You don't get many opportunities. So, you know, that was, that was a big time for him. And hopefully he's, hopefully he's not done winning state championships. I agree but, with you. Hopefully not. Uh, uh, he's got uh, a youthful group right now. Uh, they're going to have some uh, uh, shoes to fill. Had a chance to win the district tournament, but uh, – Got beat by Ascension Episcopal 6-1, 6 I think, uh, when they uh, could have won the first game and uh, won the district title. But uh, here, not here, no, they might have moved up a little bit in the, in the uh, power ratings. Of course, uh, right now they're, they're still playing at, uh, at I want to say, at, uh, I want to say, uh, I had this. They're 12. Yeah, they're power 12. ratings. Yeah, they got down to as low as eight, I think ninth at one time. Okay. And then moved back to 10 and then with uh, – couple losses last week uh fell back to 12th to yeah. where they are now so uh, with that uh, the games are scheduled for uh thursday the 27th at 6 p.m 
Friday the 28th at 6 p.m. And if necessary, a Saturday's game, that'll be at noon. And there's a good possibility that uh, we'll be dual casting that uh, Saturday and possibly Friday's game with Lauraville also taking on Gina uh, in that regard. So Jeff and I are trying to work that out with uh, games being broadcast, uh, uh, dueling out. Uh, We'll be able to do that here on the radio station with the two stations we have. So uh, we'll let people know how we're going to do that and what will come about and how we're going to play it out. So uh, that's to be decided. But in the meantime, uh, the Panther uh, baseball team played pretty good this year. Coach Jordan, we talked about this on the show many times, always playing up and always playing uh, the tougher teams uh, throughout the course of uh, district play. And uh, he's, he's been doing that as far back as I can remember, too, uh, just playing those tough, higher classification teams, trying to get some quality points with some wins, which he did during the course of the year. But uh, uh, now with uh, the playoffs uh, ready and going, uh, facing a pretty good Parkview Baptist team, and their their mascot name escapes me right now, and I don't know if you can recall what their mascot is, but uh, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. I want to say the Knights or the Patriots or somebody like that. I can't. Uh, anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, Coach, uh, with that, uh, big games in place for them. Of course, if they're able to get through this, uh, which we're hoping that they play well. Uh, they'll take on the uh, winner of Darborn Woods Charter in Dunham. And, of course, you know Dunham always has pretty good baseball teams. And, uh, of course, that'll be the quarterfinals will take place May 3rd through the 6th. And, again, I'm pretty sure that's uh, going to be like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday again. Uh, of course, weather permitting again. Looks like the weather is going to cooperate, hopefully, uh, later on this week. I haven't checked uh the uh, weather forecast for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But we'll see how that's going to play out right now. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, the Panther baseball on their way. Don't know. I usually talk to Miss Biz uh, to see how the injury situation is. And she led me to believe so far, so good. You know, I think there's a nick with one of the players. Uh, other than that, uh, it looks like they're pretty healthy, though. Yeah, I think so. You know, at this point in time of any season, you got some some nagging injuries here and there, especially after, you know, a long baseball season, after a long basketball season for some of those guys, after a long football season for some of them. Um, you know, it just catches up to the body. But, you know, I think our guys are, for the most part, healthy, um, have a couple nicks and bruises here and there, but, but should be ready to go. All right. Well, with that, uh, also, too, Coach, uh, last week uh, the ladies uh, playing in uh, – uh, a playoff game. Of course, they had won one playoff game at their home fields. They took on Newman and uh, six, I think, ten run ruled them in through six innings. They beat Newman ten to nothing. I do believe last a week before and yes, that's uh, last correct. week they run into the number one ranked team in uh, softball and uh, they get buzzed uh, pretty quickly up in uh, Shreveport area by Calvary Baptist, which is the number one ranked team in the select in the state. Uh, I think they go down fifteen to nothing. But uh, hats off to them. Beat Newman. Uh, Made the district playoffs, did pretty well too, and I think they went five and one in the district, six and one in the district, yep, losing they, only the Lowerville. They finished five and one in the district, finished district runner up. So, so they had a good year, you know. Like you said, though, that's tough finishing sixteenth in the power ratings because you know if you do get past that first round, you're, you're going to run into a buzzsaw, and, and that's kind of what happened. But, but our girls played well all year and battled hard and competed, you know, year, day in day out. So you know it was definitely a. a a successful year for those girls. Yeah, and uh, hats off to them, too, uh, with uh, they coming out uh, every once in a while. could hear the cheering, you know, with the lights on coming from uh, 
from uh, Lady uh, Panther Softball Field. I don't, I don't think they've ever named that field. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I know Emmett Frosty Field. Mr. Frosty was a, a faithful Panther parent uh, during the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Always at the Panther Club meetings when the Panther Club was in force. And uh, they uh, looked around, I think, one night at the Panther Club meeting. And Mr. Frosty, who had done a lot of work uh, at, at Catholic High over the years, and they said, you know, let's just name it uh, after Emmett Frosty. And they did. And that's how the Emmett Frosty field came about. And his son was in the class of 72, uh, probably, I think, the best basketball team ever to come out of Catholic High. I think they've only lost three games the whole year, winning 30, some 34 games, I do believe. That's pretty in impressive. In a step away from uh, the uh, the top 20 back then. And uh, it would have been the first time ever in the history of the school that the team had made a top 20 appearance. And, I mean, when I'm telling you good basketball, it wasn't, it wasn't improbable for them to score 100 points in a game and uh, beat people. I saw them thrash to see you one night, 100-something to 28. I mean, beat Lafayette High. Beat Lafayette High with four men on the floor. They they fouled out, and the football team had joined the uh, team yet. Beat Lafayette High. <laughs> a couple guys had already fouled out and beat Lafayette High with four men on the floor. Beat Brother Morton that year, who was the defending 5A champ or 4A champ back then. Yeah. Uh, so, a uh, pretty good team for Catholic High back then. M- Not real big, been. But, but a talented team. Anyway, back to uh, softball and uh, the ladies. Uh, not sure what, how many seniors they had graduated this year, if you might know. They had three, three okay. seniors. Well, that, that's, that's a good mark. That means we've got a lot of people coming back. You play 10, so uh, uh, that's looking up for the uh, team next year, the softball yeah, absolutely. team absolutely. They're, they're young. They have a chance to, to be pretty successful. Now they lost some pretty good seniors um, at that, but uh, they have some young girls, a couple, couple eighth graders actually that played a decent bit this year. So they, they definitely have – the future is definitely bright for that softball program. And I got a text just now. It's the Eagles of Parkview Baptist. Eagles. Anyway, time to take our first break. You're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Raymond's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex, located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive, right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman's soon. Hi, I'm Corey Avery, co-owner of R&R Glassworks. We specialize in auto and truck glass repair and replacement, window motors and frameless shower doors. We also handle plexiglass and storefront repair and replacement. Give us a call at 365-9311 or come by and see us at 1006D 20 Orpit Road in New Iberia. So for all your glass needs, remember R&R Glassworks. Thank you and God bless. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, Coach, with that, uh, big district track meet at Catholic High last week. And uh, of the district, I think what we had seven teams competing uh, throughout the uh, district. Uh, everybody was represented uh, there? Yes, I believe so. Um, and, I, you know, like you said earlier, our kids came out and competed really well. Um, and the way it works, to qualify for regionals, the top four finishers qualify for regionals. And I believe we have a total of 24 kids that are going to be competing in regionals tomorrow um, at UL. So, you know, that's a great, great showing for our kids um, overall. 
Um, for the boys, I know I have the top three finishers in each event ridden up. For the boys, Sammy Stokes came out second in the 400 meter. And I want to say last year he finished pretty high, too, in the uh, state track meet. I think he finished third in the, or fourth in the state track meet. I believe, I believe so. Um, obviously, I wasn't here, but I know sure. someone told me. Someone told me he, he you know, he, he was ran a, around um, a fifty flat somewhere in there uh, and competed pretty hard too up at uh, Baton Rouge back in the day. So uh, important uh, there for him. And then we have Brock Anthony who qualified in three hundred meter hurdles, which is a pretty tough race too. Four hundred and three hundred hurdles; those aren't easy ones. Um, then our four by one team for the boys, which was Brock Anthony, Devin Mouton, Ashton Thomas, and Gerard Shank, came out second and qualified. Um, our boys four by eight team, Caden Fowler, Daniel Trotter, JT Landry, and Lloyd Nicholson qualified, came out third. Javon Brown won the shot put. Drew Desermo won the discus. Roan Judy's came out second in discus, so he went one two in discus. Um, Bennett Woodring came out third in the long jump. And J.D. Hidalgo came out first in the triple jump. So all those, all those guys qualified for regionals. Um, like I said, fourth place is also qualified, so we do have a few more boys. And, and let me add into that, not, I don't know if there were many seniors uh, on those kids that qualified. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe Schwank might have been a, a senior. With no, that. Uh, J.T. Landry is Okay, for sure. Um, and that might be about it. There's not many seniors on that track yeah. team, so uh, – Another good, because uh, hopefully they can improve their uh, marks and their times and uh, have a strong team next yeah, year, absolutely. too. Absolutely. Wow. On the girls' side, the only top three finisher uh, was the 4 by 8 uh, which was Audrey Armentor, Madison Broussard, Paige Como, and Madeline Salzman. But like I said, a lot, of those, a lot of those guys and girls finished in the top four, so they made it in fourth place, which also qualifies for regionals, which gives us 24 total kids competing tomorrow. Um, which is a good a good showing for our, sure for our teams. Sure, absolutely. Of course, what surprised me though, uh, and uh, uh, Katie Anna Renaissance uh, won the boys uh, side of the district, and uh, they were pretty excited too. I know I saw a prep report talking about them. Uh, I don't know how old that school is, somewhere in the vicinity. Oh, eight, ten years maybe. It's a charter school. I don't I don't know if it's it definitely hasn't been competing in the LHSA for that long. Um, like competing for district honors and postseason. So I would say probably maybe four years. And I think a former principal of Catholic High uh, is over there in Ivy uh, Landry. Yeah, uh, yep. my, my former principal, uh, uh, Mr. Ivy. Yep, he, uh, he's, he's helping coach track over there. I'm not sure exactly what his role is. Um, but, yep, he's over there. He, he's a, he, he knows his track. He's a good track coach. He was a track coach before he was a principal. So, um, but, you know, no, they've done a good job over there with, with the kids they have out and competing. And, and they, you know, obviously it shows when you win district in the boys, yep, in the boys and come out second in the girls. So. Yeah, now, are they from Youngsville? Is that school in Youngsville? Or that is, is in Youngsville, okay, yes. Okay, so they compete against Ascension Episcopal basically so, for kids, too. So Ascension and Southside and all that, uh, they're actually right next to the Youngsville Sports Complex is where the, the school is located. Okay, all right. And like you said, just a few years old. And I think uh, they've hired a head football coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's another, another Catholic High alum. Oh, it is? Travis okay. Blaze. Okay. Anyway, so uh, with that, uh, and they're due to compete – what JV, I believe, this year, uh, or is so it? They they are. Um, I believe they will be competing in JV football this year. So they'll have to they'll have to compete in JV for at least two years before they're eligible. Okay, but I think they're starting. I don't think they're going to have freshmen through seniors anyway in football. So uh, with that, uh, well, they'll be in the district. And do you uh, do you anticipate the district remaining the same uh, when the new uh, 
any ideas if somebody's growing still or uh, are losing students? Not really a clue, because even if nothing changes, the district could change, you know, even if okay. everyone stays 2A. But um, I don't think ARCA is going to be 2A by the time they're playing football. Really? I think they'll be a bigger school. Um, is there. that because of they being a charter school? There's no, uh, no uh, I guess, uh, uh, you got to pay no fees or anything. Well, They've they just pay? they just basically doubled their enrollment in all their elementary grades. Ooh, so wow. like kindergarten up until sixth grade, I think right now, um, which they're going to continue to double their enrollment in high school as they build an extra. They have they're, they're building another building, so they're wow. they're going to be a big school. They're going to be the four A or five A school by the time it's all said. And, and this done. is basically a charter school. Yes, too. it is so a charter school. So there's no school. tuition, is what I was. So trying there's to no say. tuition. It, it's it's a publicly funded school, but it's not from my understanding, funded by Lafayette Parish. So it's like a state and, and, and federal funded. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Anyway, interesting. And uh, But uh, anyway, they competed pretty well in track. I uh, can't say that for some of the other sports. But uh, basketball, they weren't bad. They weren't great, but they weren't bad. I think they were hanging around uh, a little below 500. But yeah. they, they had some talent on those teams. So uh, interesting. Well, anytime it, you start like that, though, you have some growing pains getting into it. Um, like I said, you know, they're just competing for district honors and, and postseason for the first first or second or third year, something like that right now. Okay. Uh, back to uh, track and all. Uh, uh, hopefully, like you mentioned, uh, some of our uh, – uh, tracksters uh, finished first and second in district. Uh, of course, not uh, this district is made pretty much of what uh, Southwest Louisiana here at Lafayette. Then you have a there, there are three regionals, I do believe. There's one in North Louisiana, the one here in Southwest Louisiana. Then there's a regional that takes Baton Rouge and New Orleans into play. I'm pretty well, sure we we have Baton Rouge in ours. Oh, we're, you do we're in the Baton okay. Rouge region. So like, Episcopal will be Episcopal, there. Is what Baton you're Rouge, tell me. Dunham's going to be there. Okay, um, all those schools. So New Orleans will have a separate district, yes. North Louisiana, and yeah, I think that's uh, how the Baton up. Rouge, uh, Lafayette region, Lake Charles. Uh, with that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, with the three districts, is three or two that qualify for state. In that regard, do three. you know? Top three per region qualify because at the state meet, there's a nine-lane track, and there's one heat for everything. They're making sure of that. Okay. So three from each region. So if some of our Catholic high, even some of our fourth-place finishers that uh, went to regionals, if they could uh, put a little more uh, umpa in it, they could possibly participate in track. Yep, absolutely. So uh, good luck to them. Of course, the ladies, too, have, uh, you mentioned, had a few uh, – representations with that and hopefully uh they can do well and uh and bring that uh to catholic high also with that regard so uh at a regional meet with you mentioned i think 24 participants right now in the region at uh which will be held tomorrow at ul uh lafayette hopefully maybe sometime wednesday we'll be able to see some of the results of that and uh suho from catholic high because our next chs coaches show if my memory serves me right it'll be may 8th which is a Monday, I do believe. I believe so, yeah. And then we have one more at the end of the uh, school year. And I think you had mentioned to me you're not necessarily going to have a spring football this uh, this year. Is that correct? No, we're not going to officially participate in spring. Um, you know, I guess it was around 2014 LHSA made an, op- an, optional, um, an option of participating in spring or getting an extra week of pads in the fall. And for smaller schools, I feel like that's that's always been a little more beneficial, taking that extra week of pads in the fall just because you have so many kids that are still in football, I mean, still in baseball and in track sports, yeah. and things like that, you know, and I don't, you don't want the kids to feel pressure that they're falling behind or anything like that. And with the summer rules we have now, we can 
you can't put pads on and hit, but you can do everything else you need to do during the summer. You can practice pretty much every day if you want to and just helmets. Okay. Um, and lifting takes place too absolutely. a lot too. So yep. uh, how often will they lift during the course of uh, the summer? A week? The summer we'll lift three days a week. Okay. Um, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So our, our schedule is Monday, Tuesday, Thursday um, but, is when all the athletes will be lifting. And that includes uh, some of the ladies too in that yep. regard? Every every athlete lifts at Catholic High during the summer. Okay. All right. So didn't know maybe uh, due to the gender that you might have some on Monday, some Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, even Saturday mornings in no. that regard. But then they can can they come lift on their own if they wish? N- no. Okay. Now they have a coach that will go with them. They have okay. to be supervised, just you know, okay. the weight room all right. with all okay. the issues. But um, but no, I mean, like I said, we we've offered optional lifts and different things at different times, and we've had kids come. Okay. Um, but. But, no, if they want to get in the weight room, they have to have a coach with them. Okay, uh, which is understandable, too, in that regard because it's got to be unlocked and everything of yep. that nature. So, uh, all right. But uh, And uh, with that, I know you've got a few players on the side that uh, football players that uh, are not mes- necessarily in another sport but doing some lifting with you. And how are they progressing right now? I feel like it's going pretty well. Um, you know, we probably have about, I guess, about 15 um, non non sports right now off-season football guys um and they're doing a good job they're competing well i've just picked up a few more kids not necessarily football players but off-season tennis players the ones that didn't qualify for regionals and things like that so so everyone's in that seventh rp like i said everyone lifts during the summer and everyone pretty much lifts school throughout the school year too to try to you know improve our athletic programs because getting bigger faster and stronger just makes you a better athlete no matter what your sport is absolutely and uh with that uh uh, they, uh, you know, with the lifting, you, you just hope they uh, are consistent and picking up a few more pounds each year. And uh, with that regard, hopefully, I don't know what uh, a max limit uh, would, uh, if somebody lifts 200 pounds, can they get to 220 or 230, you know, uh, mm-hmm. which usually uh, you can consider a 10% increase, uh, 8, 10, 12, uh, anything that comes to mind that you'd like to see them hit? To me, it, it all depends on the age of the kid, you know. Okay. And I'm basing this off of male athletes, which is what I've worked with the most. You know, sure. y- young guys, I feel improve more, just because they have a, a lower base. Um, you know, they haven't made these big improvements. As they start getting older, there it's a little bit tougher to get past those plateaus. So it just it depends on the age of a kid and and what their their program looks like. You know, some whenever you're in season in basketball season, you, you don't always get quite as good a lift just because. Your schedule's more inconsistent, and you sometimes you'll be playing three times a week, just like baseball. Sometimes you're playing three times a week, four times a week. Um, so, you know, those in-season guys, the idea for our in-season kids is to kind of maintain their weight. Okay. If they improve, that's great. The goal is to try not to lose, to not, sure. try not to fall behind. Um, you know, off-season, summertime, that's whenever the gains really happen for the most part. And, and uh, in that regard, too, you'll always uh, want to see uh, with the weightlifting, too, uh, the more muscle you have, muscle weighs a lot more than uh, than uh, fat. So yep, uh, absolutely. Always good to pound that muscle on, and uh, it comes in extra handy when yep. you're on the defensive and offensive line. So well, no matter where you're coach. at, you know, it's, it's not just pure strength that we're doing there. We're trying to work on explosive strength and things like that. Yeah, you techniques know, those, so those, important, those Fast twitch muscle fibers just to improve because, you know, a basketball player, you want to be strong, but you don't want to be so strong and, and so stiff to where they can't move. You want them to change direction, jump, and do all those different sure. things. So it's, it's not just pure strength in there. We do a lot of different things. Yes. All right. Well, we need to take our next break. You're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back after this. 
From the Kawasaki Ninja Sports Bikes to the Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft, Kawasaki and Romero Power Sports makes it easier than ever to put yourself on your dream machine. Right now, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki are offering their lowest payments of the year on all Kawasaki vehicles. Choose from the great lineup of Kawasaki motorcycles, ATVs, watercraft mule utility vehicles, and the Terex lineup of SUVs. Whatever you need, Romero Power Sports and Kawasaki offer great prices, financing, and the famous Romero service after the sale. Kawasaki and Romero's Power Sports, let the good times roll at 900 South Lewis Street in New Iberia. Looking for a quick and easy no-hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time. At Sester Wealth, our goal is simple. We want to help you define, reach, and exceed your financial goals. Using our processes, we prepare clients for both the expected and unexpected life brings us. No one can predict the future, but we can certainly help prepare for it at Sester Wealth. For all that we expect in life and what we don't expect in life, we strive to prepare clients for all life has to offer. So for all life has to offer, contact Bert Sester and Jenny Vizay at Sester Wealth. Securities offered through Triad Advisors, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through GWM Advisors. A registered investment advisor, GWM Advisors, and Sestia Wealth are separate entities from Triad Advisors, LLC. Times are tough right now for small businesses, but as a small business owner, you're pretty tough too. In case you needed a reminder, you started your own business. And while there's certainly more challenges ahead, the UPS Store is always here to help. Should your small business need any ing, we're ready with every ing. Printing, mailboxing, notarizing, whatever ing we can do. The UPS Store. Every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services pricing and hours may vary. See center for details. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And I know Coach... Uh, with that, uh, there's a lot else going on at Catholic High with regards to uh, sports, and I know you have some updates on us with that in that regard. Yeah, a couple of the sports that don't quite always get quite as much love um, from us or anyone because it's kind of hard to find results sometimes, you know. But uh, golf, our golfers, they just finished their district competition, um, I believe, last week, and we did have one, one golfer qualify for state, uh, Meyer Shop. Uh, this is one of the first years we've had a varsity golf program again in a while. You know, uh, Catholic High used to be, you know, ha- have some really good programs and kind of things kind of faded away for a little while. Um, but, you know, that we had a team this year, and Meyer Shop qualified. He was an eighth grader that actually qualified for state. Oh, wow. Um, and most of those guys that golfed were young. Uh, I think I think sophomore was the oldest oldest kids on the team. It was all sophomores, freshmen, some a few eighth graders. Um, so, you know, that, that we're trying to get that program going again, and I think it has a chance to be pretty successful in the next couple of years. Yeah, uh, it, it, you know, it's one of those sports. Uh, heck, we've got one of the local people who works here, uh, Teddy Simon, who was a, a great uh, golfer in high school, played for LSU for four years, and uh, is a PGA professional. So, uh, of course, he's up in age a little bit, but we won't go into that. But who was a tremendous golfer when he was a youth and uh, got a scholarship to LSU, and it all worked out for him. 
They've had other athletes from this area. It was just a few years ago Catholic High had a, a golfer, I uh, can't recall his name, but ended up uh, signing on and playing uh, elsewhere uh, for uh, the next four years. So uh, had some good golfers here in the area, and hopefully we can build on that again, too, in that regard. Yeah, I think, you know, I think we're, we're making the right, going in the right direction right now with that. Um, but like, like we just said, going off of, of uh, a program that has some tradition at Catholic High, also the tennis program, they just finished up um, their regional meet last week. They have state this week. Um, state is going to be Wednesday and Thursday this week. Um, and we had quite a few that qualified um, on the really? girl, on well, the girl side. Lauren Freeman was a semifinalist in singles, which means she qualified for state. Um, Gracie Neck was a quarterfinalist in singles, qualified for state. In the doubles, Olivia Sestia and Phoebe Newville were regional runner-ups, so they made it to the state meet. Um, Lauren Sestia and Kate Ditch doubles qu- were quarterfinalists, qualified for state. And Josie Platt and Aldrew Romero were also quarterfinalists who qualified for state. So basically, all our girl teams qualified for state that competed at regionals. Oh, wow. Um, which, is, which is a big time. Sure. On the boys' side, Jace Arsenault was a quarterfinalist in singles who qualified. Um, JT Landry and William Russell doubles quarterfinalists and Austin Scurrier and John Wassell uh, doubles teams uh, quarterfinalists so so those guys qualified for state they're all competing like I said Wednesday and Thursday this week um, you know so I think I think our kids have a chance to do well at state especially the girls team like I said the whole entire team qualified so I mean you never know whenever the the the, the um, draws are made our runner-up doubles team might end up on the opposite side of that team that beat them and, and make it all the way to the That's finals true. of state. Um, this is true. Because sometimes, you know, in those tournaments in tennis especially, sometimes there's there's one team that's head and shoulders above the rest and you try to get away from them, and, and you never know. Um, and maybe it was a close match, and our girls might, might knock them off at state. So, And I'm ignorant with how the scoring's done in tennis, but, uh, you know, if you have a lot of depth and girls can uh, and the guys can make it through uh, some of these uh, rounds, I don't know how many rounds they've got to play, or matches, I should say. But, you know, you can build up some points. I, I'm thinking how they score tennis. Uh, and uh, have enough points like in track with your base, you know, uh, that comes into play. So, I, I, And, again, I'm ignorant to how the scoring runs in tennis. I'm not up to date on that. But Catholic High, I can recall in the 80s, had some tremendous tennis teams winning state after state after t- state uh, uh, with regards to that. And I want to say uh, they won the state championship four or five times, if not more, on both sides of the uh, of the net, so to speak, uh, with the girls and the guys. So I know, uh, I know they had some pretty good teams in the '90s too, um, with with the Blanchard kid and, yeah, and, and the Nicholsons. Yeah, and, the yep, Nicholsons. That's right. That's um, right. And I know in I guess late 2010s or maybe mid when the Mixons were here. Yes. Um, they, they, the girls' team was really good then. Um, I think uh, under, Dr. under under Miss Viv. I want to see, yeah, and I want to say Dr. Tynes mixing uh, yep. went off to Florida State yeah. on a tennis scholarship. Well, I was his girls I was talking about okay. um, in, the, in the mid-2015s. Okay, um, well, but uh, had some good teams, too. Yep. Uh, so uh, good to see that back. Don't know if you have anything more for us in regards to athletics or if you want to move on to some other activities at Catholic High. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it as far as athletics that are going on right now. We have a lot of, like I said, we have a lot of off-season stuff going on. Um, our kids are lifting year-round. I know volleyball is getting, getting going, oh, um, that's getting right. ready for the summer. And Coach Gary, yep. Coach Gary and Coach Aaron's with them every day in seventh hour athletic P whenever Coach Gary's not there. Um, but, you know, they're working hard. Our girls' basketball team, our boys' basketball team, they're all doing, doing their thing. Um, we actually did did name a new boy soccer coach. Um, his name's Hale Trahan, who's okay. actually a, a Catholic high grad. 
Uh, we also hire a new girls basketball coach. Um, Michael Heinz is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually from Turlings. Uh, he, he's a young guy. He, he was at Pine Prairie this past year. So we're excited about him. Um, both those guys going forward, I think they're going to do a great job with, with their respect, uh, prospective sports and, 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 you know, do some great things with those kids and con- continue to move those programs in the right direction. Um, as far as non-athletic stuff goes, you know, we, we got the final results from our Dancing with the Stars this year. All right. Um, we grossed over $308,000, and after all our expenses, we ended up netting over $241,000. Hello. Which I believe this was like the third most that we've ever raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had only had seven couples instead of ten couples all like right. we've done in the past. Um, and we had more expenses being at the K Community Center than at the, um, than at the casino. So, so a lot of different things, but, you know, it, it's a great, great outing, did a great job. Um, that money's going to be used towards tuition and assistance for the needy families, um, enhancing some campus facilities, and the CHS Endowment Fund. So uh, all good things, right? All great there. things, yep. Yeah, and that's one, right. one clear thing that we, we know for sure what this money is going to go towards is resurfacing the Mott Gym floor in our oh, new okay. gym. Um, right now, it's kind of when they built it, it was kind of a plan to do some different things in different phases. Um, and, and resurfacing that floor was one of the plans. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we might be able to get that done this summer. Um, right now, it's basically just a cement floor. Uh, oh, with really? paint on it. Didn't, so, know, didn't realize that. So it's uh, not very forgiving if you um, yes. fall. So we're yeah. planning on doing a, a, a type of, a type of um, I don't know exactly what it's called. It's not a wood floor, but it's kind of like a, a, a dip floor or something like that where yeah. it's kind of like a – It has a, a little a, spring to it. kind of has a little spring to it, yes. a little bit softer landing. Yeah, like a cushion type, uh, but it's a polyurethane or something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and uh, But it also uh, with a concrete, you know, you're talking shin splints too, you know. Shin splints, you go down. It hurts. You're yeah, right. It hurts. So. You're right. Um, and we also have South Louisiana, Louisiana Giving Day is All going right. on next week, uh, next Thursday, May fourth. Um, we, you know, we're, we're you can give people can give online from now until May fourth. We do have we do have a benefactor, a private company, some private donors that agreed to match six thousand dollars if we raise that much. All right. Um, so we're hoping to at least get to that that number so we can get that match. Um, if we raise more than that, you know, it's always great to raise money for for different different things. Um, so that's, you know, that's com- going on right now through next week, uh, May 4th. And that's about it going on right now. Uh, a lot going on right now. Of course, uh, Catholic High Baseball, uh, Thursday, Friday, if necessary, Saturday. Kane Radio should be there most assuredly for the first game. And uh, we'll see working out with the next two. But, Coach, as always, thanks for coming in. We'll see you again on May 8th at Monday. And uh, good luck to all the Catholic High teams, uh, whether it be track and field, tennis, etc uh golf so uh look forward to that meanwhile uh the chs coaches show is brought to you in part by golf america wild rope romero's power sports the session wealth management the landscape ranch freeman's furniture all-state credit R glass coca-cola hennigan team dentistry the ups store catholic high school must and patu united companies vnl engine repair and seahorse manufacturing along with integrity rentals with that we'll say good night and god bless we have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling.
This ranch is not about cattle or animals. We're talking about plants and much, much more. That's the Landscape Ranch right here in New Iberia. You can find all sorts of plants such as annuals, palm trees, and container trees, as well as a variety of chemicals and fertilizers to keep them healthy. Locally owned, they provide bulk materials such as sand, soil, limestone, rock, and they'll deliver right to your doorstep. While you're there, you can visit their lobby. You'll find gifts provided by local artists. The Landscape Ranch, located where Jefferson Terrace meets Main Street. Hi, I'm Tony Landry for Gulf America Wire Rope and Catholic High School. And at Gulf America Wire Rope is an all-field service company which is dedicated to speedy customer service and technical leadership. Gulf America Wire Rope is owned and operated by brothers Jed and Drew LeBlanc, both CHS graduates. Their knowledge and leadership skills were obtained through CHS has brought them success in the business world. Go visit Jed and Drew at their Broussard location, and they're always ready to talk CHS sports. And remember, go Big Red. The hits that stand the test of time. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5.